What's up, Dream Warriors? Welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Elm Street. I am Mark. And I'm Brooke. And can you turn your gain down just a touch? Uh, yeah, I think it's down all the way. <laughs> oh, is it? One sec. That was loud. Yes, it is down all the way. All right. That's cool. So I want to like push my mic further away? No, no. It's all good. Okay. I'll just go deaf during the episode. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, Brooke, what movie are we watching this week? We are watching I Saw the Devil from 2010. Yes, we are. And this was your pick that you won. Yes, it was. So why did you want to do this movie? Um, this is a movie that's been on my radar for a while and, um, it kind of further went on to my radar. Um, uh, Kevin from it's a horror podcast. He has been doing his YouTube channel and, uh, going through his Blu-rays and this one popped up and he had good things to say about it. And then one of my favorite YouTubers, Chris Duckman, he just did like a random review of this movie, like a couple months ago. Nice. And so, yeah, just me uh want to watch it cool and you've been waiting a while to watch this now i have yeah <laughs> um and we haven't done a korean um horror movie in a while so yeah since train to busan i think yeah yeah <clears throat> those koreans so, yeah. they sure know how to make the movies man they do and now the fucking americans are going to be ruining train to busan are they yeah, they're doing a remake of it. Why? I know. Chuck um, posted about it the other day on Facebook, and I was like, oh my god, yeah. Like, what's it going to be? Train to Ohio? I... <laughs> Go see the horror movie crew? <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. But, uh, so stupid. Yeah, it's like, the movie I... is already almost perfect, so... Yeah. Yeah, it's going to get ruined. I guarantee it. There's no way that they're going to be able to remake it as good as the original. No. <clears throat> Same with this one. I heard, I saw on, uh, I think it was on Reddit that there was rumors that this one was getting remade too. Really? Which would piss me off. Interesting. Yeah, like, fuck, man. <laughs> Leave them alone. Yeah. Like, not every fucking movie needs to be remade. No, no. I don't want to get. We don't need to get into that, like, uh, little bubble that, like, you know, from, what, like, the 2000, early 2000s, like, 2005, and, like, to a span of whatever it was, there's all those remakes, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. I'll boycott it. And that'll (laughs) make all the difference in the world. They'll never remake another movie again. I know us Canadians can change the world. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, besides this movie, what else have you been up to this week? So this week, um, I finished uh, Peaky Blinders today. Nice. So it's uh, happy got that off my uh, my list. Um, I've watched actually three movies that I've never seen before. Oh shit. All first watches for me. Sweet. Uh, the f- first movie in non-horror is one that uh, 
Bettina kind of ripped me for for never seen. Oh, and yeah, um, that is the Great Gatsby. You never saw the Great Gatsby? I have not, dude. So, um, gotta say, I was pretty disappointed. I did not like it at all. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Uh, we're on we're on video chat right now this is a first in a while so you can actually see my reaction to some of this shit that you're saying i can i can (sighs) um it it kind of goes like with like like our discussion with sputnik last week like it's not a bad movie it's just it, it didn't catch me like i thought it was way too long um i didn't like how it was like a Jay-Z like soundtrack, but it was like set in like the 1920s. That's fair. And like, it was like super CGI and just like the story was kind of boring to me. Like, you know, fantastic actors in it, obviously, but I just didn't enjoy it. Have you ever read the book? I haven't. Bettina said it's like 50 pages long. Well, it's more than 50 pages, but... (laughs) I don't know. She said it's really short, but anyway, no, I've never read the book before. Maybe that's part of the problem. Okay. Possibly. Because, like, you said that the movie is a little bit too long, but, like, the the runtime of the movie is pretty much, like, as long as it would take you to read the book. So it's... Okay. It's like they basically just took the words from the book and made it into a movie, like, like, full-scale kind of thing. Like, they didn't cut anything out really or anything like that but uh, okay okay the book's fantastic it's one of my favorite books um yeah so whenever the movie came out i was super pumped and i love the movie but yeah cool I even um, like yeah the, the next one uh <laughs> the the next one on on my list to watch that i haven't seen is uh gone girl okay so and what's next that? on my list oh you no, i didn't watch that one oh, that's okay. just like Another movie that uh, Bettina really likes and uh, she wants me to watch. So, yeah, the movie. Hopefully, watch that. uh, Watch this week. Um, But the other two movies I watched, um, two horror movies. The first one I was telling you was a movie that came out last year that was pretty hyped up, like after it was released, like as kind of like under the radar release. Yeah, and that was uh, La Lorna. Oh, okay. Not the not the Curse of La Lorna. No, not the one that went to theaters, like the one that was released on Shuttered last year. Yeah. Is it good? Yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say it was like as good as people said it was. Like they're saying it was like what, like top five horror movies that I've seen Yeah, last year. But uh, it was good. Like it's, I think it's Spanish movie. Yeah. So it's all, it's all like subtitles and stuff. But um, yeah, it's pretty scary. I would recommend checking it out. Okay. It's like, I think it's over two hours long as well, but uh, oh, really? I think it's pretty long, hmm. but yeah, yeah. it's, been, um, it's been on my list to watch. So yeah. Yeah. Sam. And the second movie I watched, um, speaking of train to Busan, this movie almost passed train to Busan is my favorite zombie movie. Shit. It was the first time watch. And that is Blood Quantum. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's fucking I, wicked. I watched this I watched it last night and man, I was blown away. Like I 
I just cut like it was like searching movies to watch and saw Blood Quantum. I was like, fuck, I really want to watch this, but I'm like not in the mood. But then once I started it, man, like I was so happy I watched it because yeah. honestly, I I loved it. It was so good. Nice. Yeah, I think I, I watched it last year, but I don't know. I might watch it again now. now that yeah, like <laughs> uh, yeah, just like the story isn't as like um, it doesn't attach you like Train to Busan does, but the gore in it is fantastic. Yeah. And it's just like a different zombie movie, right? Like it's a Canadian one as well. I'm pretty sure it's, or it's about a uh, Canadian Indian reservation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I couldn't highly recommend that one enough. So uh, yeah, that's all I watched this week. Cool. All right. All five of my movies have been first watches for me. Oh, wow. Okay. Why don't you just <laughs> stand me up? I'm sorry. Uh, the first okay. one I watched was Saint Maud. Mm. Which, uh, where did I watch it? Oh, I think I, yeah, I streamed it. Sorry. Dude. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've seen people like on Instagram, like Porcelain Peak. I think they have an episode coming out on yeah. it. Or they just released one. Yeah. Um, and a few other uh, people posted they were watching it. So mm-hmm. uh, what do you think? Didn't like it. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I'll probably still watch it, though, because it's like a newer horror movie or try to at least. Yeah, I think I need to rewatch it because like, I mean, it wasn't awful, but I just I, I don't know. I just wasn't into it. So maybe on a second yeah. watch, it might tickle my fancy a little bit more. But this first watch, I wasn't a big fan of it. Yeah, because like this movie was kind of a Heights movie that was supposed to come out last year, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, huh. interesting. Yeah. Uh, the next one I watched was Archive, which I sounds familiar. I believe I watched it on Prime, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it wasn't too bad. It's like. Without giving too much away, this guy, he's like a roboticist. So he's like in the process of building a robot mm-hmm. for it a specific reason without giving too much away. And it's just like people trying to stop him and like get in the way and interfere with it. And then like the robot starts going a little batshit crazy. But I'm not giving it any justice. <laughs> like it's not a bad movie. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, not one of the best ones I've watched this year either, though. Okay, okay. Uh, next up, I watched Eli Roth's Clown. Nice. That's a movie on my list I need to watch. Yeah. I've, I've never seen it before. Um, the boys over at Poor Podcast did an episode on it. And uh, yeah. like I've always wanted to watch it, and I just never got around to it. And then after listening to their episode, I kind of made sure I watched it within like the next couple months. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was fun for what it was. Uh, yeah, not a perfect movie by any means, but I mean, it has Eli Roth's name on it, so you can kind of guess what to expect in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this next one I haven't finished it yet, but I I'm about halfway through it. Uh, it's called Open Twenty Four Hours. It uh, okay just got added to Shutter this week, I believe. But I was watching it on 
maybe Tubi, possibly. Maybe Amazon Prime. I don't know, man. I have too many fucking streaming services. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's on Shutter now, though. So if you want to check it out. Uh, okay. Um, but yeah, I'm only about halfway through it, so I can't really give give a full thought on it. Yeah. And lastly is one that came highly recommended from you. And I finally watched Possessor. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Dude, that movie's a fucking trip. It is, right? I didn't know, like, like I knew it was going to be gory and shit like that. But, like, some of the stuff was next level. Oh, man, right? And it was, like, I was saying, I think I was telling you, but, like, I think that's another one that I need to watch again because I couldn't tell. Like whenever it finished, I couldn't tell if I loved it or hated it. Yeah, because it's such a mind fuck of a movie. It's yeah, like, like the ending. It's like, what the fuck just happened? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I think next time, now that I've kind of got the meat and potatoes of it, I'm gonna sit down and watch it again and like actually like really really pay attention to it, so I can yeah kind of try and figure out what the fuck's going on. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it. I mean, it's a good movie. It's very well made. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I said, the gore and it's fucking next level. Yeah, <laughs> and that's it. Cool. So uh, we were both a little busy this week. We were <laughs> with the new new movies. Okay, you ready to head on over to the Content Creators Corner? Yes, sir. Who we got this week? This week we have Slash You Podcast. And here is their promo. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Slash You. My name is Nick. And I'm Andy. Hey, Andy, can you uh, let our listeners know what we do at Slash You? Well, at Slash You, we're a weekly podcast where we dissect and discuss a old, campy, forgotten slasher horror movie made sometime between the years 1977 and 1988. Perfect. Even better news, you can find us on the internet, slashupodcast.com, or on Instagram, slashu underscore podcast. Yeah, give us a listen on all your favorite podcast platforms. Thanks. So thank you to the guys at Slash U. Thank you, guys. I'm loving the creativity in these promo clips. I know. Like, like every every time they, they you play it, I'm like, there's no way Mark and I would be able to do <laughs> one as good as that. I was just thinking that. Like, uh, I don't know. We're not that creative, I guess. But uh, yeah, a lot of these, like, they make it sound like legit, like, trailers for, like, a movie or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> So, yeah, thanks again to the guys at Slash U. You guys did an amazing job. Uh, and anybody who's listening, please check their podcast out because they have some pretty awesome stuff released. And uh, mm-hmm. it's always a good time. And is there anything else you want to talk about before we dive into this? Uh, no, I don't think so.
Um, before we start off, uh, our buddy Dennis was uh, chirping me via DMs the other day because um, of my response to you not knowing what the Sputnik was in real life. And I think he quoted me saying it's a Russian spaceship or something. I don't know, whatever, quote unquote. (laughs) Yes. Um, He wanted me to know, which I did already know, but the Sputnik was the first ever Russian satellite uh, released into our orbit. So thanks, Dennis. Here's your little shout out. Now fuck off. That makes so much sense. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now are we ready to talk about I Saw the Devil from 2010? Let's get into her. All right. Before we start this, we have to crack these drinks. Yes. Let me go grab another beer. I'll be right back. Right. Because you didn't come prepared. No, I'm already one down, so. <laughs> All right. Welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> All right. What are you um, drinking tonight? Also, oh. real quick, uh, some big news for the listeners. Oh. I bought myself a new laptop. Oh, right. Yes, you did. One with a working <laughs> camera. Yes, and that uh, doesn't take an hour to boot up. It's even got the fingerprint scan, you said, eh? It does, man, it's so fast. Jeez, you are moving on up, my friend. I know, right? Hope you used your own money, right. the podcast money. No, I used my work's <laughs> gift card from... Uh... Oh. Yeah. Very All right. nice. Let's get to cracking then. All right. (laughs) That was the longest crack I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) I know. I went for a double crack. What was that? (laughs) That was incredible. Thank you. What are you you drinking? Tallahassee? What is that? (laughs) Um, I am drinking a Mill Street Brewery Tank House Organic Ale. Nice. I'm drinking a Summer's Bee Cider. Very nice. Because I'm all out of beer. So I'm making my way through Sarah's alcohol. (laughs) And who doesn't love a good cider? I do. I like personally. I like the Strombos more than the Summer's Bees, but that's fair. Summer's Bee is more like fruity and sweet. Yeah, it's very sweet. Yeah, but it's good. What's the whistle? Yes. <laughs> yes. All right, man. Let's hop into this. Let's do it. So, like we said in the intro tonight, this week we are talking about "I Saw the Devil" from two thousand and ten. Starting off the synopsis, a secret agent exacts revenge on a serial killer through a series of captures and releases. There's quite a bit, yes. Yes. <laughs> um, I was going to go for the long-winded synopsis on this one, but then I decided against it. 
because it pretty much gives away okay. the entire movie and we wouldn't have anything to talk about. <laughs> but fair enough. Before watching this movie, I didn't watch a trailer or anything like that. I went on the IMDb page uh, and I saw that synopsis and I was like, why is like, why is it captures and releases? Like, why doesn't he just like capture the guy? And then like, yeah. as the movie plays through, you kind of understand like what's going on. So, yeah, but I just I don't know. I, I felt like it was a weird premise at first before watching the movie. Yeah, because like I'm sure we'll get into it, but it's like, okay, you're trying to capture this guy who's killing people. Why are you releasing him? Mm-hmm. And after the first time, well, never mind. We'll talk. About <laughs> <laughs> Jumping way ahead. Yeah. All right. This movie was directed by Ji Woon Kim. Uh, keep in mind, this is a Korean movie. Yes. Uh, so Ji Woon Kim directed a tale of two sisters which i believe is one that you put up not too long ago is it not uh didn't it did where do you see where do you see a tale of two sisters oh uh on imdb it's a korean title but if you go to his like page it shows the picture of the movie huh okay but yeah Hmm. that's the only reason why i knew because like you know how it shows like their top four movies that they've done yeah, that was one of them. Oh, OK, there it is. Yeah, I'm not even going to try and pronounce what that is, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably. <a> good idea. <laughs> um, He did a movie called The Good, the Bad and the Weird, which I've never heard of. Neither. Uh, another movie called A Bittersweet Life, which actually stars our lead character in this movie. And he's done a whole bunch more, but. Lastly, uh, this one kind of blew my mind. He did The Last Stand. (laughs) (laughs) Which I haven't seen. Like, I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I mean, that's so random. Yeah. Like, he goes from doing all this Korean cinema to directing The Last Stand with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Johnny Knoxville. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I thought it was pretty Uh, funny. And uh, a little bit of trivia. <clears throat> it was this movie, I Saw the Devil, that Arnold Schwarzenegger watched and decided that he wanted to work with this director for The Last Stand. Yeah, and I can kind of see that because this movie has like a little bit of action in it. Like it kind of teases mm-hmm. you a little bit of what he's capable of. It's like, it's almost like a horror thriller type of movie, like an episode of um, Criminal Minds, a little more violent. But like with a little bit of Kung Fu sprinkled into it here and there. Yeah. So I liked the contrast of it. Yeah, exactly. Me too. And for the cast list, I wrote down the top four build actors and actresses. Actually, it's all actors. Never mind. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So leading the charge is uh, Lee Byung-hun. And he played Kim Soo Hyun. Going to butcher these names. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, he is known for The Magnificent Seven, uh, Bittersweet Life, like I mentioned before, and also The Good, The Bad, and The Weird that I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. He was in Terminator Genesis. He played the T-1000. Yep. 
he was in Red 2, and he was in both the G.I. Joe movies, like the live-action movies. Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, man. Like, I'll admit, whenever I saw the cast list, I was like, I don't recognize any of these people, so I'm probably not even going to look through their movies. <laughs> and it was a, yeah. good, a good thing that I did for, for this guy, because he's been in a lot yeah. of... Uh, a lot of American movies. Um, and I just saw that uh, he is in a three minute parody trailer for the sequels of both Rush Hour 4 and Face Off. Oh, yeah. I need to watch that. That'd be and funny. it's it's on Amazon Prime, apparently. So I'm definitely going to watch that after. Nice. Because <laughs> it has this guy and P. Diddy in it. Really? That's <laughs> yeah. wicked. Yeah, I'm going to look that up, too. That'd be funny. Uh, next up is Choi Min Sik, and he plays Jang Kyun Chu. Yeah, uh, he is known for Lucy. With uh, fuck, who played Lucy? Uh, Scar that... Scar Jo. Yes, right, 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 right. I kept picturing Angelina Jolie. <clears throat> that was salt. That's see. Yeah, it's the exact same movie poster, but just different people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and he was in the original Old Boy, not the remake. Yes, which uh, I just watched like a few months ago mm -hmm. um, for the first time. And I, I highly recommend that one. It's yeah. very good. Yeah. And the rest of his list was all like Korean films and TV shows. So I'm not even going to bother rhyming them off unless you found some that that you recognized no no uh next up is young gook Hwan, and he played Ch uh, squad chief jang everybody was that his name seems like everybody's name was fucking jang in this movie <laughs> i know because uh the first girl that he kills her name was jang too anyways doesn't matter uh yeah, so he played Squad Chief Chang. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm all fucking flustered right now. Uh, all of his cast or all of his uh, IMDb resume was all Korean shows and movies. So once again, not gonna run them all off. Yeah, and lastly, I have Ho Jin Chun, who played Section Chief O, and yeah. once again, all Korean shows and movies. So not gonna yes. run them off. But uh, all these actors, like even though they're like, you may not recognize them, they're like mostly from Korean cinema and everything like that. Like they're fucking amazing actors. Oh yeah, and I don't know if you if it, you noticed too, but I swear to God, one of these girls I think was in Train to Busan, the nurse. She looks so familiar. Maybe. And I don't know what her name is in the movie, but um, yeah, I thought she looked super familiar. I'll see if I can find her on IMDb. Uh, like, I'll see if it, her name is Nurse or something. I didn't see anything on like that. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, wait. Yeah, here. Nurse. She's only been in four movies. Oh, okay. If it is the same woman, then no, she wasn't. 
Yeah. She looked familiar though, but anyway. Yeah, she did actually. Okay. Is there anyone else that you want to talk about? Uh, No, I don't think so. Okay. Let's discuss this movie. Yes, sir. By the way, this movie was two and a half hours long. Um, Uh, Sir, it was only two hours and 24 minutes. (laughs) Including the credits. (laughs) It's fucking close enough. And uh, yeah, it was a long one. So thank you. Brooke, it was for, for picking the You're longest welcome. movie in existence. It was funny. Uh, Bettina didn't watch this one with me, but uh, she like went in, did her own thing, like played her switch or something. And she comes back down like a little later. She's like, Oh my God, why is this movie so long? Like, cause I was making fun <laughs> of her for her being for great Gatsby being so long. Oh yeah. And I like just jokingly was like, well, great Gatsby is actually longer than this. And then I look on <laughs> IMDb and it, it's a minute longer than Great Gatsby. Oh shit! <laughs> so that backfired. <laughs> on you. It did. It did. Yeah. That's hilarious. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. Like I'm sure we'll discuss it later because it's it's definitely not like it's not a terrible thing, but I definitely think they could have cut this movie a little bit shorter. Mm-hmm. And you and I both ordered the Blu-ray off Amazon. Mine was the uncut version. I'm assuming yours was too. Yeah, like the unrated version. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I didn't look at how long the the like the cut version was, but I'm assuming it's significantly shorter because the Korean like movie board made them cut out a whole bunch of shit. Oh really? Uh, yeah, because they were gonna get an R rating over there with uh, with the movie that we saw, um, so it wouldn't have like made it to cinemas or anything like that over in Korea. Is this movie not rated R? Well, the one that we watched was, but like, oh, okay, I yeah. Was say, the Korean, yeah. the Korean release wasn't. Mm, right, right, right. Um, but yeah, like this movie just starts off like right off the bat, like it just gets right into it. Like mm-hmm. the movie's you know two and a half hours long, but it the stuff that like should be cut isn't like um like filler and stuff like that like dialogue like Mm -hmm. i feel like they could have cut out some of like the important not important scenes but like it's like like the synopsis says like he captures and recaptures them like it's like fuck okay how many times are you gonna capture this guy yeah like yeah i fully agree with what you said like you could cut out like a whole section of this movie like almost trim it down to like a two-hour movie rather than two hours yeah. and 24 minutes by taking it one of the release and captures. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Like I don't think if you took out, you know, 15 or 20 minutes, it would make it better or like make it worse. I think, I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It would just make it not as long. Yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> But like I was watching it, I was watching it and I was like, I think I was maybe like 50 minutes to an hour into it. And I was like, shit, dude, like if he didn't release this guy the first time he catches him, like this movie would be like an hour long. I was thinking, like, what the fuck is he going to do for the next hour and 24 minutes that we have to watch? Yeah, but I mean, it was fun. It was a fun watch, but it's very long. Like you have to 
keep that in consideration. Yeah, definitely. Cause it kind of has to show you that, you know, like the first half of them or like the first act of the movie, it has to show um, Jane Kyun, you know, the, the, the bad guy mm-hmm. and like how awful he is. But then, then it has to show Kim Su's story of how he's a good guy, but you just can see him changing, you know, into the bad guy as well mm-hmm. to a point. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Because like, he's putting other people at risk. Oh, for sure. Like, that was one thing that I wanted to bring up, too, is, like, um, he keeps releasing them, but uh, before he releases them the first time, he gets, like, this tracking device from his friend because he's, like, a Secret Service guy, right? Yeah. And he And he makes him swallow it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he's able to track him down, like, everywhere he goes. But, like... I was thinking in my mind, like he is putting the next woman at danger in danger. He's putting like who knows who else in danger because like this guy yeah. just fucking kills anybody. Like his main targets are women, but like he'll kill anybody to that gets in his way, kind of thing. Oh yeah, like that one scene. Like we'll get to it, but that scene was fucking tense, man. Mm-hmm. Like that that scene gave me the chills. Like we'll get to it, but oh yeah. man. Um, yeah, so, uh, so basically it starts off, you know, like it gets right to it, like the abduction of, um, I didn't write her name down, but, uh, Kim her Su's, name's Jang too. Her, oh, it's probably her last name is, is Jane, right? I think, yeah, I think they all go by because her, her dad her. is, her dad is the squad chief. Yeah. Oh yeah. And She's, I don't know if she's, well, I think she's married to or engaged to Kim Sue, mm-hmm. um, who is, I think he's like kind of like a security guard, like detective. No, he's, guy. With, he's with the National Intelligence Service. Okay. Cause I like, I saw that, but it wasn't like, I couldn't see the full thing. So I wasn't quite sure. Mm-hmm. So it must be like kind of like the CIA of like Korea, I guess. I, th- I think so. Yeah. I've never seen a security yeah. guard kick ass like him, so I'm, I'm assuming he's a little <laughs> higher <true>. trained. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, like the daughter, she gets captured right away, and it's like, if if you were in Kim Su's position, like I know you're going right into work, but like if you're talking to your girl, like and she's on the side of the road, like it's pitch black, and this guy just comes up and you know starts offering help, like. And you're on the phone with her, like, do you not, like, I don't know, like, send another squad car there? Like, I don't know how far away she is from, like, like civilization, because, like, she's kind of, like, in the middle of nowhere a bit. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, at what point, like, are you thinking, like, this is kind of weird, but then he kind of, just, like, goes off on his own, like, business. Yeah, because, like, he's kind of not paying that much attention to what she's saying and what she's talking about. Like at, at one point he's talking to her and then he starts singing to her and then like some of his work buddies come around the corner or something like that. And he instantly stops singing into the phone and like yeah. steps into a hel- uh, an elevator and that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. So I think like he gets distracted at one point and doesn't really realize where she is, who she's talking to, if she's even talking to anybody else. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think he's fully involved in the conversation. 
Right. But I mean, right. still, right. yeah. Um, If my girlfriend or my wife or whatever was out in the middle of nowhere waiting at a fucking bus stop, I'd be probably sending someone to get her. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, And I love the, the opening, like the direct opening of it. Um, like when it has the opening credits, cause it has like, like that great score mm-hmm. and it has like the killer, you know, like driving through, like it kind of felt like, like an old 80s slasher movie or like 70s slasher movie. Yeah, it did. Definitely. Um, so he captures the daughter there and, uh, and this next shot I'd love to whenever, it goes to her like in the body bag and she's like completely naked, bloodied up. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> Bettina is like, Oh, that's gross. And then the girl is like, wakes up like in the bag. I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. They, they kind of uh, make you think that she's dead inside the body bag. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, this is where you learn that she's pregnant and, I didn't know what this scene, like what was going to happen in this scene at all. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I, I didn't really know, like I kind of have an idea of what the movie was, but I didn't know like how gory it was going to be or stuff like that. So like when he grabbed her arm and tied it to the pole, I was like, what the fuck is he going to do? Or, but yeah, I, I think maybe like when she said she was pregnant, that kind of changed how he was going to kill her. Maybe. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Cause she's like begging him to let her live. And he says, well, why should I? And she's crying yeah. and she says, because I'm pregnant and he stops for like a solid, like 20 seconds. And it's like, he's, yeah, he's contemplating. And I'm like, he's obviously not going to let her go. Like, or maybe he will, I don't no. know. But like, he really like changed his tone for a minute. Like he sat back and like, was almost processing what she was saying. Yeah. And this guy, like, I forget what the actor's name is. Um, Choi Min Sik. He, mm. he's like, I don't watch a lot of Korean cinema, but like, this guy's gotta yeah. be like top three actors in Korea. Oh man, he's so good in this movie, he's man. Incredible. Like, he's so fucking scary without like being scary. You know what I mean? Like, he's just a guy, but he's like, the facial expressions that he has and like the way he attacks people just fucking incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Like the way he goes from like super calm, like when he's um, like trying to get these girls to come in his vehicle with them, Mm -hmm. you know, he's, he fucking changes like at the snap of a finger, you know? Yeah. And then Uh, like, I wasn't sure like, Oh, go ahead. No, uh, you go ahead. Oh, I was going to say like, I wasn't sure how he was going to kill her because all of a sudden he just is stabbing her in the fucking stomach or like it, it, it looks like he is. Cause it's like the camera's behind him while mm-hmm. he's doing it. So I don't really know where he's stabbing her. I wasn't sure if he was like fucking stabbing like her belly or what, but yeah, he, he kills her. Mm-hmm. Not only does he kill her, he fucking mm-hmm. chops her body parts up, puts them in like this big bucket and just like yeah. fucking scatters them all over this like river. Yeah. And yeah. like, as he was doing that, I had like this sick thought in my head. Um, cause he puts her body parts in the bucket and he like 
just kind of mm. pushes it off to the side and he takes off his apron and he cleans the floor up. And I like, I was just thinking in my head, I'm like, what satisfaction do serial killers get from this? Like, it just seems like they go through so much mm-hmm. work to do this. And then they just like yeah. dis discard the fucking, the body parts. Yeah. Like, does that make sense? And like, like, it's almost like I, no. I, like this is a very stupid comparison, but it's almost like I spent a whole afternoon building an Ikea dresser and then just go up to the roof of my house and toss it over the edge of my roof and watch a break. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you go through all the trouble just like for nothing. It seems like, like what satisfaction do you get out of it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're about to get pretty dirty on this podcast, but it kind of feels like, (laughs) Whenever you're masturbating and then you're done and you're just like, it's that thrill of it. <laughs> you, you sit there after it's like, eh. yeah, it's like, okay, well, what the fuck? Now I just have a mess. You to know, clean up. Now it's got to clean up and you know, I want that thrill back. God damn it. Uh, I like your comparison but, better uh, than mine. Yeah, <laughs> but then like the next day, the fucking this kid finds her ear in a goddamn plastic bag, mm-hmm. and the kid was like, <laughs> he was kind of really calm for him finding a fucking human ear. Yeah, but he kind of like calls his friends over like right away, and then, um, this whole scene, I I I love the opening of this movie because like the score brought me into it like so much. Yeah. Like whenever there's so many cops trying to find, you know, this girl and oh, the funniest thing too, whenever they find the head and he's like, oh, it looks like a head, <laughs> like flip it over and he flips it over and the kid like freaks out. Then like the forensic guy picks it up and is fucking walking with it, then trips and drops her head. It's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> Yeah, this whole scene was like it was very weird because, like you said, like this. I made a note of this score too in this open, like in this part of the opening scene. Um, yeah, because phenomenal. Uh, it was man. Yeah, and then like, so yeah, like everything that you said, like it's almost comedic in a sense because you're just like, what the fuck is going on? And then the mm-hmm. one guy that finds the head after he flips it over, he like runs to a bush and just starts fucking heaving everywhere in front of all these different forensic people. Yeah. But I like, I love, I love the opening to this movie, man, so much. Mm -hmm. Cause like it, it has that comedic thing, but then once, um, Kim Sue shows up and then that music just hits and then you feel the pain that like he's feeling, you know, he just starts breaking down right there. Yeah, it uh, it really makes you feel for him. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. He's f- trying to fight everybody off, trying to get to... Because one, one of the officers was like, oh, we don't know for sure. We haven't been able to identify her yet because they'd only found the body parts so far. They hadn't found the head. Yeah. So, like, it's almost like he's given a glimmer of hope. Like, maybe it's not her. Like, they don't know for sure yet. Yeah, and... Mm-hmm just like the way everybody runs over it was kind of fucking gut-wrenching yeah and then like the whole the funeral scene like the score just kept you know 
building and stuff into the funeral scene as well. Mm-hmm. That funeral and, uh, was very weird yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, it was. But uh, yeah, and then like Kim Sue, like his at his job, like his boss offers him, like, okay, you want to take you know two or three months off because your fiance you know, died. He's like, no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I only need I'll be two back. Weeks. I'll be. <laughs> I only need two weeks. It's like, fuck. But Imagine, like, man, fuck. Yeah. But I think he, he meant like, like he knew what he was going to do. Like he was trying to find this guy like right from the get go. Mm-hmm. So he's like, yeah, he's saying like, I'm only going to need two weeks to hunt this fucker down and do what I need to do with them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so this is where he meets his uh, kind of like Intel buddy who gives him the tracking device that you were mentioning earlier. Mm-hmm. And the like one part that was kind of confusing to me about this movie is like Kim Su isn't like a part of like the the police, like the chief and stuff who was like her father. Mm-hmm. Um it's so, like, I didn't know how they didn't know he was like a part of it. Like maybe it's just cause they weren't a part, like they're in different um, avenues of the law enforcement. So maybe. Yeah. Like that's I think, why. I think like, let's just say Kim Sue is like FBI. Whereas the other ones are like, I don't know, state troopers or something like that. <laughs> like they're more yeah. than that, but yeah, like they're definitely yeah. in different branches of the law. Yeah. Um, maybe like in Canada, kind of confused. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say it'd be like in Canada, like the RCMP versus like CIS or something like that. Right, right, okay. And like this is where like kind of like the foreign movies kind of like lose me a little bit because like I can't fully grasp like as what they're like how things happen like because they get some like suspects and Kim Su sees them and then he's like. It's like, okay, like, how did you get these suspects? Just, like, randomly pull them from, you know, like, cameras or maybe they were arrested before? I don't... I was thinking that, like, maybe they're known, like, sex offenders or something like that in the area. Well, I mean, definitely the fucking one guy, (laughs) because Kim Sue goes into his apartment... This was the funniest shit, but also the most disturbing. Oh, the uh, guy. <laughs> oh, this is a sex filled uh, podcast. This one. Yeah. Um, speaking of masturbating, that that's a pretty good, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Kim Sue's like in the guy's apartment and you all hear is like, you know, porno, like, oh, ah. and <laughs> the guy's just fucking wanking it. And this is the best sound design of someone masturbating I've ever fucking heard. Yeah, well, it's good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. As weird as that is to say, but he's about to finish, and then Kim Su just pulls the plug on it, and the guy's like, what? What the fuck? (laughs) Like, at least let the guy finish. Yeah. Like, come on. Then, you know, Kim Sue, the guy turns around and Kim Sue has like the cord in his hand. <laughs> oh, I thought that was that cool. Crap me up. Oh, yeah. It was fucking funny. Um, 
Yeah, and he fucking smashes him over the face with like the the block that plugs into the wall. I thought it was that would cool. fucking hurt. Goddamn right it would. <laughs> but yeah, he like kind of like beats him up a bit, ties him up, and just like asking him questions, you know, interrogate him pretty much. And then this was the most fucking disturbing shot, like of the whole movie. Like I cringe so fucking bad. At what? Whenever he smashes his fucking cock oh, with yeah like fucking broke his dick man like yeah you didn't you couldn't like couldn't see it fully like because he had boxers on mm-hmm. but you can see his dick like bend in half <laughs> yeah it was fucking gross Ugh. as if he still had a boner after yeah. all that <laughs> maybe he likes that asphyxiation yeah getting choked oh out man there. And then, like, the next day, whenever this guy's in the hospital and, like, all the cops are there, and the doctor's, like, explaining, like, yeah, someone broke his balls. <laughs> and then, like, all the other detectives start laughing at the guy. It's like, dude, give this guy a fucking break. <laughs> I was surprised he didn't kill him because, like, now he can identify you. You know what I mean? Like, if he, if he wants yeah, to go through me too. If he wants to go through this secretly and, like, not get caught while he's on his fucking rampage. Yeah. Cause he, he confronts a few more people. Like there's one guy that's like, just like on his moped delivering like food or something. Mm-hmm. And then Kim Sue just <laughs> jumps him right in the middle of traffic and beats the fuck out of him. Yeah. Um, and then, so I think he goes to another few guys, but then you get the, uh, the next like girl that gets captured by Jang Kyun. Um, she just like waiting by like a bus stop and then he just pulls out it's the middle of the night again and he like asks her, like, hey, where are you going? You want to ride? And she's like, Oh no, like it's okay, I'll wait. And then he somehow convinces her to get in. And I was like, fuck, like, why would you do that, man? Like yeah. this huge like investigation. This girl gets decapitated, you know, chopped up. And then, like, the scenes with Jane Kuhn, like, this movie reminded me of, I know I haven't seen it yet, but, um, uh, fuck, what's it called? Uh, that movie about building a house. Oh, the house of Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this scene reminded me of that one, because, like, in that one, it's kind of the similar, like, he's driving with a girl, picks her up. And then just out of nowhere, you know, shows her this weapon and it's like almost identical. Mm-hmm. And he like says to her, like, you ever seen one of these before? And then he just fucking smashes over the head out of nowhere. Yeah. Lead pipe. Yeah. Yeah. And like the amount of times that people get smashed in the head in this movie and survive blows my mind. Oh, I know. Right. Cause like he cracks her over the head and her head splits open and it's like literally yeah. fucking shooting blood all over the windshield. I'm like, okay, this bitch is dead. Uh, and then yeah. you see her later on, and she she's not fine, but I mean, she's alive. Yeah, and it's the same with like near the ending with Jane Q. Like one of his billion times, he gets attacked by Kim Sue. Yeah, you know, he gets his head beat in, and it's like, how the fuck did you survive that? Yeah, I hundred percent thought the movie was over at that point. Yeah, me too. But uh, 
So yeah, he knocks her out, brings her back to his place. And this guy has a fucking guillotine. <laughs> like I was not expecting that. I would, I got excited. I was like, dude, I haven't seen a guillotine in a fucking movie in like <laughs> so long. <laughs> uh, man. Yeah. And then just fucking chopped her head off. It's like, that was fucking awesome. I was trying so hard to think of a Dumb and Dumber joke. My victims' heads are oh, yeah. falling off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, um, that guillotine is dope, though. Guillotine. Yeah. And um, so this is kind of where you learn like a little bit about his personal life. He basically drives girls like drives kids you know home and shit like that from yeah, he's, school he's and a bus uh, yeah yeah there's one of my questions i was trying to slowly creep around that question but that was impossible well you shouldn't have brought it up then <laughs> well it kind of has to do with this scene but uh yeah so he's a bus driver and like all of these girls get in his fucking van and there's like six or seven i was like Dude, this is not good at all. No. Kind of makes you wonder, like, how the fuck does a guy like that get a job like that? Like, this is, like, perfect territory for him. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, that's what kind of scary about this movie. Like, you know, you have no idea this guy does this, you know. But does he not kidnap one of the girls from his bus? Yeah, in this scene. But, I mean, he's already killed two girls at this point. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, is this the first time he's kidnapped one of the girls off of his school bus run? Maybe. Probably not. But then, like, how... Maybe, but... Like... Yeah. I don't know. Like, oh, the girl was on the bus. We saw her get on the bus, and she never got off of it at home. So, like, how do you not question the bus driver? Yeah. I'm going to say they probably weren't, because, like, Kim Sue's wife must be, you know, in her... 30s or 20s well no i don't mean every single girl that he gets oh okay you're right right i meant like is this the first girl like school girl Mm. that he's kidnapped yeah yeah maybe but anyway so yeah all the other girls like he drops all the girls off except for one girl brings her back to some like uh garden place like what are those places called a greenhouse greenhouse that's it (laughs) um (laughs) and uh he pretty much like knocks her out as well and is like about to bury her a lot or bury her and uh then he's like about to rape her and kim sue has like his tracking so it's like okay now you're fucking using the tracking to go get him it's like hurry the fuck up Mm -hmm. but like that goes back to my point before like this guy's already traumatized the shit out of this girl like, yeah, she 100% thinks that she's about to die. The guy, like, he definitely started raping her. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like, she's already traumatized. Like, quit toying with this motherfucker and just finish the job. I know. I know. Um, so, yeah, he he's about to, like, rape her, and then he hears his name being yelled. And this is kind of like the first like face off between the two. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, I forgot to mention, Kim Su does like some investigative work as well on his own. Like he finds uh, Jane Kuhn's like son and like family, mm-hmm. and then he finds out where he lives. So he kind of knows where he's going to be a bit. Um, but this is like the first like face off between them. Like Jane Kuhn like has this fucking like scythe. Mm-hmm. And then like this whole face off between them was fucking badass. But it's like. Right off the bat, like, okay, you know Kim Sue can kick this guy's fucking ass because, like, he wraps him up in the the tarp and, like, is about to kill him. Well, I thought he did because the guy, like, fucking passed out, you know, yeah. from the, the tarp. Um, and this is where he puts uh, the tracker inside, like, made some, he makes him eat it. Mm-hmm. Um, and... These bag killings always kind of drive me a little bit crazy. Why? I don't know, like poke a hole in it like you're like the guy being choked yeah like your hands are free fucking poke a hole in it i don't get it yeah i don't know yeah (laughs) yeah that's fair being too cynical i guess nah um i was thinking like what happened to the girl that was there because like she's watching the whole thing she was you see her again um, oh, do you? After he like fake kills him, she's like hiding behind a like a lattice. Yeah, I, I remember that. But it's like, oh, like what happened to her afterwards? Yeah, because like Kim Sue isn't a part of like the police, so he doesn't want to know. Excuse me, like that he's doing this, right? Yeah, and he obviously doesn't call think, the cops because Jang yeah. wakes up in this hole later on. Yeah, with fucking like an envelope from. Uh, Kim Sue that has fucking money in it. Tons of money. It's like, it's like, what the fuck? Even like, Jane Kim is like, <laughs> confused as fuck. He's like, this motherfucker is crazy. It's <laughs> <laughs> giving him a shit ton of money, you know, to, to get wherever he needs to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Like it looked, I don't, I don't know Korean currency, but it looked like a lot of fucking money. Yeah. Yeah. It did. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so th- this next scene I want to talk about is probably my favorite scene in the whole movie. Is uh, whenever Jane Kuhn gets picked up by the taxi. It's fucking nuts, man. <laughs> Do you want to take this one? <laughs> I don't know. It's your favorite scene. All right, sure. Um, so yeah, like Jane Kuhn, you know, is like, trying to hitch a ride and this taxi driver, they pulls over. He has someone in the back who's like sitting in the middle seat mm-hmm. and they're kind of like driving and the taxi driver's like being kind of weird. He keeps saying like, ah, oh, such a lucky night, you know, for all of us, you know, going on, keep saying lucky, lucky. Yeah. He would not shut and up. And no, like smiling, like weird. And like, and then <clears throat> in the back is this guy who's sitting in like directly in the middle and they're driving and Jane Kuhn like kind of figures out like this guy in the back, it, like something's not right mm-hmm. in this taxi. Yeah. And as soon as you realize what's happening, like I got the biggest shivers to my body <laughs> because like the driver kept saying, Oh, we're all so lucky. And then you notice in the back that the guy has like a knife or something like that. Yeah. And then like you said, like, 
the actor that played Jane Kuhn did such a good fucking job. Mm-hmm. Like, especially in this scene too, because the way he he acts in this scene, like I was blown away, man. Like yeah. he just calmly, but at the same time is so fucking scary. He just says like, he's like, yeah, you said that we're all so lucky. And he says like, I think you're the unlucky one or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then he just fucking goes off, you know, stabs the guy in the back, you know, two or three times and stabs the taxi driver and going back and forth. And it's like, holy fuck. He's like bouncing all around the front seat of that car. It was fucking nuts. Yeah. Oh, my God, man. Like and he stabs them each like 50 times minimum. Easily, easily. The only thing I didn't like about this scene is like they're on a windy road with like guardrails on the side. Like there's no way that that car doesn't crash into one like before. Well, it did. At the it end. did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like before yeah. that. Right. Yeah. But I mean, I'm just being nitpicky. But, like the scene was fucking awesome. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like how fucking scared would you be if you're that taxi driver <laughs> and you don't have, you know, not one crazy asshole in the back, but then you realize that you have two crazy ass motherfuckers in here. Yeah. Well, the taxi oh, driver man. was in on it. In what? He was in on like, cause like they're going to rob him. That's what I got from. Oh, him. you think, Oh, okay. I got something completely different. Oh, I got like that they were in on it together and they were going to rob him. Because like, okay, why would he kill the taxi that. driver? Why would he kill the taxi driver? That's true. That's a good point. I thought that the taxi driver was being robbed. So he thought, oh, I'm going to outsmart this guy and pull over and pick up this like customer and pretend that like, you know, I'm not being robbed. Mm hmm. But, and I just thought, you know, Jane Keown is just crazy enough already, you know. <laughs> he doesn't give He's a good. fuck, but. Yeah, that's fair. No, no I don't I know. Like, uh, I like, I like, yeah, I like your point, though. Yeah. I just, yeah, I thought that they were working together. That makes sense. Um, But this movie makes me not want to go to Korea anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> there are so many crazy motherfuckers in this movie. There was, I have a bit of trivia. Um, there was a woman who got into an elevator at the same time as uh, the guy who plays Jang Kyun. Like after the movie came out, she'd already seen the movie and she like went into fucking hysterics because she thought he was going to kill her. And he like had to really talk her down and be like, no, like it's just a movie. Like I'm just an actor. I'm not, I don't do that. Like I'm not that kind of person or anything like that. But like she, wow. like had a, yeah, she had like a full blown like panic attack in the elevator. Dude, that goes like to show like how fucking good this guy was in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so now the next scene that I wanted to get into was. Uh, the hospital scene. Hmm. And, you know, it's like we talked about it at the beginning. Kim Sue, he thinks he's like not doing the right thing, but like he thinks that like by doing this, like he's getting some sort of like 
revenge on him. Like it's, it's even worse than just like killing him. You know, he feels like he's making him scared for his life. Cause he doesn't know like what's going on. Like Jang Kuhn. Yeah. Kind of thing, you know? Yeah. But, but yeah. yeah. I know um, where you're going. But like in this scene, you know, he, he goes see the doctor because he was in the accident and no one knows who the fuck this guy is. You know, this thing is a normal guy. But even the doctor, um, like this other see this scene as well with the doctor, like when they're talking and the doctor says something to him that he doesn't like. Mm-hmm. And then he just, you know, flips like at the top of his fingers again. Yeah. And gets serious and is like, you know, the problem with you old people is you talk down to the younger generation like you don't give a fuck or something along those lines. Yeah. And we forgot you see to mention the doctor's too. eyes. Yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, like, you see the doctor, you know, like, he's scared of the shit less because, you know, this guy's calling him out, like, I'll fucking kill you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, What's, uh, what were you going to say? Before Kim released him the first time, too, we forgot to mention, he, like, he sets his hand, he sets uh, Jang Kyung's hand on a rock and then, like, fucking stomps on it. Yeah, yeah. Which would shatter Basically the breaks shit out it. of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, because um, um, in this hospital scene, too, you see him, like, with his arm in a sling. And his hand all yeah, handed, yeah. his hand all uh, in a cast. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Um, yeah, so he gets like kind of released. He goes to see the the nurse who is giving him like some prescription or something like that. And then you mm-hmm. see her go to break, and then he comes in the room and he locks the door, and you're like, oh fuck. He's being super creepy and- with her at the front desk too. Oh, he's like, yeah, he's like asking her, like, oh, do you have a boyfriend? You know, the typical, like, creep questions. Like, you know? sex predator questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, so he comes in here and he pretty much, you know, he makes her suck his dick, basically. Um, or suck his dick, I don't know, yeah. Yeah, um, like, he makes her strip in front of him and he, she's, doesn't want to at first off. Well, she doesn't want to at all, but like she's not doing it at first. And this is like yeah. one line that just shows how fucking crazy he is. He like screams at her. He says strip or I'll, I'll cut your face off or I'll he's, I think that's what he says. He says strip or I'll cut your face off. And I was like, Holy fuck. Yeah. 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 I have a feeling that this scene was maybe in like the cut, like the, the cut version of it. Yeah um possibly mm-hmm. but uh yeah so he makes her do that and then kim su shows up <laughs> you know and just beats the fuck out of him again like he uh jane kyun like tries to stab him with a knife and kim su grabs it and is cutting his hand but then he just beats the fuck out of him again mm-hmm. um and then like you just said he he cuts Jane Kuhn's back of his like tendon on his foot. Dude, don't even talk about it. Which was <laughs> Don't even talk about it. Dude. That that gave me hostile vibes. Like Bro, like from that one scene. The Achilles tendon is my eyeball to you. 
Is it? Oh, man. Like, okay. Holy fuck. Not only does he, (laughs) he doesn't just cut it. He puts a scalpel, like everybody who's listening, feel your Achilles tendon. You can feel the part that's like right at the edge of your skin. And then like in behind it, that's where he sticks the fucking scalpel through his Achilles, like through his whole heel. And then fucking twists it and pulls it like outward. So he completely fucking opens up his ankle. Dude, and, he was fucking doing a seven-hour surgery on that bitch, Oh, man. man. I was squirming off the couch, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Like, uh, my ankles hurt right now talking about it. <laughs> oh, fuck me, man. But, uh... Yeah, yeah like, this, before that, like, whatever she... Yeah, sorry. I was gonna say, too, um... In this scene, too, like, Jang Kun kind of, like, realizes how fucking crazy Kim is at the same time. Because, like you said, yeah. he goes after him with the scalpel. But, like, um, uh, Kim, like, grabs it with his hand as he's coming at him with it. And, like, the blade is in his hand. And he's just, like, standing there staring uh-huh. at him. And, like, the blood's dripping yeah. down his hand. And he just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And Jang Kuhn's kind of like, whoa, like, who is this fucking guy? Like, he, like, starts realizing that he's just as fucking crazy as he is. Oh, 100%, man. And uh, I don't know, like, whenever he first came in, if the girl, the nurse girl, like, bit his dick. <laughs> but I assume she did. I would. I, <laughs> I don't know if she did, but it'd be cool if she did. Yeah. Um, but, uh... Yeah, and then, like, the next kind of thing that was, like, kind of confusing to me, like, I thought was kind of weird. Now, like, Jane Kuhn is, like, walking away again because he fucking wakes up, you know, mm-hmm. after being drugged or knocked out or whatever. Yeah. And the fucking army picks him up. Like, I was like, okay, like, at some point, someone's got to realize <laughs> who the fuck this guy is. Yeah. Oh, backtracking a little bit. The nurse goes to run out of yeah. the room. The nurse goes to run out of the room and Kim's like, no, you need to stay. He needs to be uh, fixed up afterwards. I'm like, dude, I don't think she wants to fix this guy up at all. Like, I'm pretty sure no. she'd, she'd rather let him bleed out than put a bandage no. on him. Yeah. But again, I was just like, what the fuck? Like, just kill the guy. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Fuck. <laughs> um, is there any scene you want to get into next? What are you said the military picked him up. What happened after that? I don't, I'm drawing a blank on what happened after they picked him up. The only thing, I don't think they actually picked him up, but like, it seemed like they were about to, I think he refused because he, he ends up at his friend's house later uh, after this. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, it's like the fucking whole army, you know, drives by and they, they look at him and like talk to him. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, like, at some point, someone's got to fucking, you know. Yeah. It's like, this guy's beat the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, yeah, that was the one thing that I wanted to ask. But, uh, so, yeah, then he, he gets to his buddy's place who yeah. has, like, these dogs in a fucking cage. And he's feeding them meat out of this, like, 
fucking fishing bucket kind of thing. And yeah. like I was watching, I was like, this meat doesn't look right. Like there's something something off with this meat. Like <laughs> like the, That's what I thought. That's what I thought too. Like this isn't just a slab of beef. Uh and they fucking go inside and they're standing sitting at the like dinner table and it's the two buddies and his buddy's mm-hmm. like girlfriend or wife or whatever. And she's eating rice and Jan Kuhn's eating uh like a full fucking fish scales on it and everything still and his buddy's eating this like fucking red ass meat with this fucking sauce just like dripping off of it and he's eating it like a complete savage yeah Um, like i almost felt sick to my stomach watching this guy eat i know right yeah it's so gross and so like at the same time i'm watching this i'm like is that like human meat or like, what is that? And then Jang comes out and says like, do you not get sick of it? And he's like, Oh, what? Like the meat? He's like, no, he's like, once you try this, you'll never go back to regular meat. He's like, this is the best meat you'll ever eat in your life. And yeah. I was like, yeah, okay. yeah. okay. He's eating a person. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I felt the same as you. Like I kind of had like, like it looked weird. Yeah. And then whenever he said that, like, my stomach like felt so upset like like looking at it like it just looks like meat right but then like mm-hmm. whenever they say it's human like that's kind of the way that like the Hannibal like does the same for me it's like just like yeah. the thought of it you know what would it take for you to try a piece of human meat oh man like <laughs> like how much money <laughs> how much money like honestly, like <laughs> fuck, I like five hundred million. Holy shit! All right, like for how big of a piece of meat? Like the tiniest piece. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> like it's it's not it's not the fact of eating it. It's just knowing that you've done it. Okay. I don't know. Okay. What about you? I don't know. It's a very weird question. It is. Pretty sure HMC brought it up at one point too. Well, they definitely have. Uh, I don't know. Depending on how big it was. Yeah. Like, and after watching this <laughs> movie, he says it's good. So maybe it is. Maybe I'll get paid. So like you a, need some right now. Maybe. Give me some, give me some money, and I probably I no. I'm not saying I probably would. That's disgusting. I don't know. I don't. I honestly don't know how much it would take. I don't think it would take 500 million though. But I mean, well, if, less. If someone offered me 500 million, I probably would. <laughs> That's life changing money, yeah. man. Yeah, but it's like, okay, what if that was like someone's fucking kid you just ate? No, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. I've read stories of people that have like this like fetish of being eaten. Like they, they want you to eat them. So like if it was yeah. something, if it was a situation like that, like not somebody that's been murdered or anything like that. Like if they willingly gave up a chunk of meat. Yeah. Still 500 million. Okay. And that's it. If no, probably like, 
a million. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking, but I didn't want to go too low and have you think that I'm going to fucking no. cut your leg off or something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like even uh, Bettina and I, we just bought ostrich meat for like our one year anniversary. Yeah. And like even like take before taking my first bite, I was like, fuck, this is fucking weird. Like it's fucking yeah. ostrich meat. Never had this before, you know, just like that thought. Mm-hmm. But uh, but it was good. You liked it. I did. Yeah, it was good. Mm-hmm. What would you compare ostrich meat to? Like what kind of meat? It, it, if I had to compare, it'd be like beef. Okay. Like tough? Yeah. It was tough like that? No, it's not as fat. There's not as much fat on it. Okay. Um, we pretty much ate it like rare. Like it was like still fucking red. That's the way I like it. Um, yeah, it was really good though. It was like, fucking expensive though. It cost me a fucking pinky finger. No doubt, man. Did you feed your pinky finger to the guy that sold it to you? <laughs> no. All right. <laughs> We're getting way off topic. Um, good to know. know we are. We'd both eat a piece of human meat for a million dollars. Case closed. Yeah, exactly. It would have to be cooked, though. It's got to be cooked. Yeah. I mean, if it's Seth's meat, I'd eat it for free. You'd eat that big old meat log. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, um yeah okay <laughs> let's keep going with this with this whole fucking scene yeah let's go uh okay one question what was like this guy's girlfriend or like this female character that was with him like like what the hell was like the point of her like i didn't understand like was she her his girlfriend, wife? Like she has no clearly has no problem with him capturing girls and killing them and eating them. Yeah, and like I said, she was eating rice, so she I'm assuming doesn't engage in the uh, the dishes um, that she's cooking, no. or that maybe he's cooking. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I don't know. She doesn't speak a word in her scene. Um, she does come back in a little bit, though. Like, uh, yeah. Probably, so she's like helping like 10 him. Minutes. So yeah. she's, yeah, she's helping him. So it's like, okay, so like she has to be on his side, like unless she's yeah, fearful that he's gonna do something to her, so she's just on board with it because she has maybe, to be, maybe. But uh, yeah, um, Jan Kuhn, like in this scene, he tells her to go get him water. Um, like doesn't ask. He's like, go mm-hmm. get me water. And I was like, holy fuck, <laughs> asshole. Yeah. Uh, and then him and his buddy, like kind of get into an argument. Cause Jan Kuhn calls him like a fucking psycho or something like that. And the guy like stops eating and he just stares at him. He's like, what'd you just say? And like, they're just like staring yeah. at each other for a minute. And Jan Kuhn's like, he says like, uh, said something along the lines of like, you got balls talking to me like that. Do you not know? Or do you forget who you're talking to? And the guy just like yeah. stares at him for like a good 30 seconds until he like starts to cry. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah. he's like, yeah, yeah, man, like eating human meat. It's maybe turned to a fucking, or it's maybe turned crazy or something like that. And he just keeps eating his food and starts laughing and like wiping yeah. away his tears. I was like, that was like a really weird yeah. scene. 
And then also, like, during this scene, you also get a kind of a little, like, hint as to why uh, Jane Kuhn, like, does what he does. Because I think when she's getting him water, he, like, says some line about, like, how he he hates women, or not hate women, but, like, kind of, like, hints as to why he dislikes women or goes after them. Mm-hmm. I forget what it was exactly, but... Yeah, it's slipping my mind, I can't remember. So they kind of like finish dinner and then like right after their dinner, um, the, the cannibal, I forget. I didn't, I didn't even catch his name. Uh, um, Tai Jew. Okay. Uh, so like rather right than eating, he says like, all right, well, I better go prepare my next meal. <laughs> 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 and like, just gets up, put on his fucking, you know, leather face, uh, apron. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's going through, opens like a freezer. He's still these fucking like frozen dead bodies. And like it captures like his fucking craziness mm-hmm. because he's going through it and he's like, oh, it's all, you know, torsos or arms and stuff. He's like, oh, there must be no guts left. <laughs> and it's like, fuck, man. Like, oh, this guy even knows like what's good in a human. Yeah. That was one of my questions too, you fucker. Oh, was it? Shit, yeah. sorry. What body part was missing? Uh, okay. Um, so then he goes to some, like, room, and he he has a girl that's still alive, and he takes her back to the kitchen, but to kill her, and then this is where Kim Sue shows up. Um, and I forget... How did how did Kim Su kill him again? He didn't kill him. Oh, he didn't kill him. No, because he sees him again in the hospital. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, that's and right, that's goes right. Full on King Kong versus a T Rex on him. Oh yeah. Uh, what did he do to him? Fuck. I forget. There's so many fucking. I can't remember. Me either. Fuck. Shit. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so Kim Su takes care of this guy. He, like, knocks him out or does something to him. Um, so then he's going to try and find Jane Kuhn. And he, like, has, like, a kind of a pipe, I think, or some sort of, like, baton. Mm-hmm. Um and the girl that was there, she's kind of like following him around and stuff like that. He has like some fish hooks. He like throws on the ground like fucking Home Alone or something like that. Yeah. And then Jane Kuhn like comes around and fucking steps on him like, ah, like fuck that hurt my fucking feet. <laughs> yeah, this guy's then, getting like... This like... Is scene. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, he's getting like full-blown tortured by Kim throughout like he the is. whole movie. He is. Um, cause yeah, so he like knocks him down. Um, does he kill the girl? I forget. Cause she like, she tries to stab him, which I didn't get. Cause she like, she's right behind him. And then she like yells like how she's like reaching up. It's like, okay, why do you have to make a noise? Like you would have had him. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't kill her. I don't think, I think like he takes her out, but he doesn't, I don't think he kills her. I don't yeah. think he kills any of the people 
Like he doesn't kill anybody in this movie. No, no. Um, that's true. Actually, damn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like the scene that we were kind of hinting to at the beginning of the discussion was like he's hitting Jane Keown in the head with his fucking pipe like over and over again. Like there's blood squirting from his head. Yeah, it's okay. Now he has to be fucking dead. He beats him over the head so many times that like this fucking lead pipe breaks. Yeah, like it literally bends. Mm-hmm. And he's even asking himself like, like why, like why, why'd you do this? Why, why? Like, he's at a point where, oh f- shit, where? At what point did he say that she was pregnant? Was that the very ending? Yeah. When he's about to kill him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He... Yeah, cause he... yeah. 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 We'll get to it. Um, but yeah. at some point in the movie, one of the like, cause it flashes back like between what's going on with these people. And then it also shows like mm. the other cops and shit too, that are trying to find Kim to like stop him from doing what he's doing. Yeah. Um, and at one point the two cops are talking and he's like, he, he can't let himself become a monster to catch the monster. And I thought that line was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like you said at the start yeah. of the move at the start of the discussion, like you can see Kim like slowly moving into that monster role, even though he like, he's in some ways doing the right thing in a sense, mm-hmm. but you can see him like, he's not enjoying it, but it's like, he kind of is at the same time. Yeah. And like Jane Kim at one point says like, this guy is fucking crazy, mm-hmm. like crazier than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you think that Jane Kim is dead. Yep. Then he fucking wakes up again. <laughs> it's like, it's like fucking, oh man. And this time he has like a broken like ankle or foot or something. You know, it's like, well, fuck. His Achilles is fucking ripped out of his ankle. Yeah, but now he has like a cast on. Or is that like after she fixed him up? I think that was after she fixed him up. That was whenever we saw him. Oh, okay. And the military stops. Oh, okay. Because I thought that, uh, I thought he like hurt one of his like appendages again after that. His head does... Is his head bandaged up at this point? Does it get? Yeah, it probably is. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, um, but he goes into a pharmacy at this point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think before this scene, or like right after it, whenever uh, Kim Sue was at the hospital with uh, um, the cannibal guy. Yeah. Um, I liked. I think it was after this, but anyway, I liked the, like the line whenever Kim, she was like kind of asking him like who Jan Kuhn is and like why he does this. Um, the guy, I forget like what the dialogue, but like at one point Kim Sue says like, let's put a permanent smile on that face. And like, I just thought of oh. like the dark Knight. Yeah. He's, <laughs> um, cause they're talking and the, and Taiju was like, he was like, you don't know who you're messing with. Like he's, he won't stop. He says something like he won't stop what he's doing kind of thing, blah, blah, blah. And then he starts mm-hmm. like smiling and chuckling and stuff like that. And he's like, Oh, what's so funny. 
he's like, oh, if it's so funny, how about I put a permanent smiley face on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, and this is when he like fucking yeah. goes King Kong on him and grabs his upper jaw yeah. and lower jaw and just starts like fucking pulling it apart. I was like, oh my God. And he starts like bleeding. And I was like, fuck, if he pulls his face apart, that's going to be fucking insane yeah i honestly thought it was coming but then it doesn't unfortunately me too me too um but uh yeah jane coon goes to like a pharmacy to get himself bandaged up uh he yeah does he get rid of the tracker after this uh yeah so he goes to the pharmacy and you see him uh, like rummaging through the shelves and the pharmacist is like, what are you doing? And he like, doesn't pay any attention to him. And then you see him like walking out of the pharmacy again. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't remember. How does he figure out that there's the tracker inside him? I, I can't remember how he figured it out. Cause I think Kim Su oh. calls him or calls. He found yeah, the GPS. Ahead. He found the GPS. Oh, okay. I think that's what it was. Like Jane Kuhn did? Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Um, But anyways, yeah. And then you see him leaving the pharmacy and uh, he starts talking to himself, but he's actually talking to Kim. And uh, he says, oh, you better hurry up or the guy that I was just talking to is not going to survive. And then uh, he takes like a mouthful of pills. And then... Mm -hmm. uh, Kim shows up at the pharmacy and the pharmacist is on the floor, like bleeding out. I think he was like stabbed in the neck or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then coming up is one of the fucking grossest scenes in the movie. And it doesn't even involve a kill. Oh man, definitely. Uh, Before we get to this, I just randomly thought of like, their like first fight. There was like the one uh shot whenever Kim Su like stabs the screwdriver through his like cheek. Oh yeah. And it like goes through his mouth and you see it like in his mouth. Oh man. Ugh. Yeah. So I don't gross. know why I just thought of that randomly. <laughs> but uh <laughs> but yeah this one scene uh <laughs> why don't you you take this one. Okay, so in the pharmacy I assumed he was getting painkillers. Yeah. Uh he wasn't he was getting X-lax or some sort of diuretic. And uh, yeah. the next scene, we see him in a public restroom and it's a fucking toilet bowl full of diarrhea. Like the most shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and what's this motherfucker do? He reaches his hands in it and starts looking for the tracking device. Yeah. He finds it. Yeah pulls it out, yeah. wipe, wipes it off a little bit, takes it over to the sink, smells it, and then <laughs> cleans it off in the sink. Yeah, like, I didn't even, like, what you just said, I didn't even think, because I had in my notes, like, is that fucking shit or, like, throw up? Because I wasn't sure, but now, like, what you said makes total sense. It was shit. It was shit. 100%. And it was, it was it was a lot of shit. Like, oh, think of like a backed up toilet, like how high the water level gets. And like, that's how much yeah. just actual shit was in the toilet. 
<laughs> There's shit everywhere. <laughs> There's shit on the walls. <laughs> oh man. Oh, uh, it was gross. It it's was so gross. gross. Like, what would you like? I think I would just flush it. Like, a tracker? I'd, yeah, I'd be like, okay, I know it's out of me now. It's going down the toilet. Yeah. Like, true. I'm not pulling yeah. it out and fucking playing with it. No. Are you? No, of course not. Okay, well, you're not really agreeing with me. <laughs> you're just like, well, well yeah, oh, I, gosh, I guess. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just reading my notes. Um, and I think, like, during their phone conversation, during, like, all of this, uh, Jane Kuhn, like, kind of tells Kim Sue that his wife was pregnant. Like, he's kind of teasing him a bit. Yeah, this was, like, this was rough. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, because he says, you yeah, know what so she... So now... Yeah, go ahead. He's like, you know what she told me right before I killed her? And then he said that she was pregnant. Yeah. And just, like, the look on Kim's face, I was like, oh, man. Like, that is... Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, now Jane Kuhn is kind of like on like his own. Um, and now he has like, I think he, yeah. Cause you said he has Kim Sue's like tracker, mm-hmm. which is like kind of like his cell phone as well. Cause he calls, uh, the squad chief Jane, I think. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because it's kind of like kind of whole ending thing was kind of like confusing to me a bit. Because um, mm-hmm. the, the squad chief who's at the hospital visiting the cannibal guy, he gets a phone call from, I think, Jane Kuhn saying, I forget what exactly. He's like threatening to go to <coughs> Chief, chief O's house who is a different chief. I, I don't know. That was kind of confusing to me. Yeah. There's two, like I, I'm assuming it's two different levels of chief. Cause one, one was yeah. like a, squ- a squad chief and the other one was a, a s- something chief, uh, uh, section chief, section chief. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so yeah, Jane Kuhn ends up at the, the uh, chief O's house and he calls Kim Sue to kind of like gloat a little bit, I think. Yeah. Um, and he ends up killing him, but then his other daughter comes late after. And I don't think, I don't think he kills her. Does he? I forget. Oh no. He fucking kills Chifa with a fucking dumbbell. Yeah. He's already like beat the piss out of him. And then, uh, like, bashes his eye in, basically, with a dumbbell. Yeah. Yeah, which is fucking brutal as fuck. <laughs> um, so he leaves. He's kind of driving down the road. And then he is about to, like, surrender to, like, all the cops. Because they're at this scene where they know he's kind of, like, at. Yeah. Um. And then Kim Sue shows up in his SUV. And like, I was so confused at this part because like he opens his door, backs <laughs> up and smashes his door off. I was like, what the fuck is the point of that? And like, at this point, Jane Kuhn is like surrendering, right? Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, Kim Sue pulls some fucking rush hour shit 
and just grabs Jankoon and drives off with him. <laughs> he like fucking full on Tokyo drifts towards him, like with the busted open door, and like fucking yeah, like yeah. He just grabs a hold of him and takes off. It's great. Like man, that was impressive. Yeah. I also liked how uh, whenever Kim Su was like going into the chief's house. Like, people are trying to, like, stop him from going in. He's just, like, fucking punching guys left and right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he gave no fucks in that moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, so do you want to go into the final scene? Sure. Uh, so, yeah, Kim kidnaps him from the street, takes him back to his own, like, warehouse kind of thing, uh, mm-hmm. where we saw him with uh kim's wife or girlfriend or wife or whatever um and he starts like torturing him and uh like again this is where like we keep talking about his acting but this like this scene this whole end scene with uh jang Kun, he was like mm-hmm. at first he was oh what did he do At first he was saying something along the lines of like, you can't kill me or something like that. And then he like instantly flips it to like playing the victim. And he's like, please, or please just kill me. Like, you don't have to do this. Uh, Please just kill me. Um, And then Mm -hmm. Kim was like, oh, how many times have you heard the, heard your girls say something like that? Um, And you liked it or something. And yeah, uh, yeah. like I thought he was going to like I thought we were going to see some like hardcore torture in this scene because he's got him like tied up like on his knees and he's got his arms spread wide, mm-hmm. like tied up, op- like tied to poles spread wide open and his head's in the fucking guillotine. Um, yeah. And he's like begging him to just kill him like he doesn't want to be tortured and blah, blah, blah. And then Kim's like Kim's like, I'm not going to kill you right now. He said, I'm I'm going to. Oh, fuck. I have the quote. One sec. Let me find it. Because it was fucking badass. Okay. But yeah, like, like he, you know, like the, the movie title is called, like, I Saw the Devil. So, like, yeah. Kim Su sees the devil, but now he's becoming the devil. Like, the, the roles are reversed. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, he says, I will kill you when you are in the most pain. When you're in the most pain, shivering out of fear, then I will kill you. That's a real revenge, a real complete revenge. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. damn, son. Yeah. Uh, so that that was like kind of why I thought we were going to see like full-blown torture here. Like he was going to like mm-hmm. start fucking pulling his toes off or something like that. Um, yeah. But then we see... Uh, Jan Cooney, he's got like this rope kind of thing like in his mouth. Yeah. And I didn't see him rig it all up. So I was just like, why does he have this rope in his mouth? But then like as the scene progresses, I was like, oh, god damn. So Yeah, exactly. Like, I didn't know until, <laughs> you know, later into the scene, whenever the other people show up and it's like, yeah. oh fuck. So uh Kim must have called Jan Kuhn's like parents and his son. And told him where he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. and 
we we saw Kim go to his parents' house earlier in the movie whenever he was looking for the four suspects. And the mother said, like, we haven't yeah. seen him in a long time. Um, and he showed her a picture of Jan Kuhn. And she's like, well, that's definitely him. But, like, why does he look so scary now? Uh, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're, like, excited to see him. Like, they haven't seen their son in a while. The the Jan Kuhn's son hasn't seen his father in a while. So, like, they get to the door. Yeah. They get to the door and like he can hear them on the other side of the door. And Kim's already gone at this point. He leaves. He leaves the warehouse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he can hear them on the other side of the door and he's screaming, but he's got this big ass rope in his mouth. So they can't hear him really like it's muffled. And he's saying, like, don't open yeah. the door. Don't open the door. And then all of a sudden the kid fucking opens the door and the rope comes mm-hmm. out of his mouth and it's rigged up to a pulley system. So whenever the rope falls, the fucking guillotine blade slams down, cuts his head off, and his head rolls yeah. right to the fucking front door <laughs> where they're walking in. And yeah. that's the first thing that they see yeah. whenever they walk in. I know they fucking like pick his head up. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I was like, God I, damn. I thought that is, I thought that his teeth were going to just going to fucking burst out of his mouth. It looked like it. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I wanted a fucking intense scene, man. Oh, like, man. Holy shit. It was nuts. And then uh, the, like, absolute final scene is just Kim walking down the road. And he's listening because mm-hmm. the tracking device is in there. So he's listening yeah. to everything going on in his headphones as he's walking down the street. And then he just, like, starts crying. And then the credits yeah. roll. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the way the blood splatters. There was a lot of it in this movie. There was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good pick, man. Good pick. Thank you. I really, you. really liked Thank this you. movie. Sweet. Well, why don't you just uh, hop right into your review then? All right. Uh, for my story, I gave it an 8 out of 10. Okay. I feel like this movie, like, it was really well written. Um we've talked about this before with like some foreign movies uh, and I'm starting to realize it's like specifically Korean movies. Um, Mm -hmm. You don't need the dialogue, like the acting and the cinematography and the story itself is just able to like push everything along. Like the, the dialogue is like in these movies, like this one and train to Busan and like even the whaling, like the whaling's not Korean, it's Japanese, but it, I mean, it's still Asian cinema. So like you don't like, it's almost like the dialogue is filler to the bigger yeah. picture. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. You But can, there's still like bits and pieces of dialogue that you can pick up in the movie. Yeah. You know, we've mentioned a few in this where it's like, oh, wow, what a fucking great line. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But like it's not like a movie like Sputnik, let's just say where you need that dialogue to push the story along. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a few uh, like not plot holes, but uh, continuation errors. I, I know or continuity errors. I noticed throughout um, the one okay. was actually the fucking screwdriver through the face. Like the rest of the movie. Yeah. He, like he's got like a little bit of blood on his face, but it, like it's not a full on hole. Like what would be there? 
Yeah, that's fair. I didn't even catch on to that. Yeah. Uh, and like we've been saying it throughout the whole movie, like you, I mean, it's a, almost a two and a half hour movie and it didn't necessarily need to be that long. Um, like the whole catch and release thing. I don't want to say it got old because like it didn't get old or boring. Yeah. It didn't get boring or anything yeah. like that, but it was just like, all right, dude, like how many times are you going to let this guy go? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I get that he was toying with him, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And the quality, I gave it a nine out of 10. Uh, nice. Nice. The acting, acting in this movie was fucking top notch. Uh, the cinematography was fantastic. The score was like one of the best scores I've like heard in a movie in a long time. Um, yeah. Like the scenes, the scenes where the music really kicks in like that, that one scene where uh, like at the beginning that we were talking about and all the cops are searching for the girl's body parts, like uh-huh. just the tension and stuff that was building up from that score alone was fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah. I'm not sure where I'm not sure why I only gave it a nine. Like I think I could almost give the quality of this movie a ten, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. Like, I don't think I have anything bad to say about the quality of the movie. Like the gore is really well done, the kill scenes are fucking brutal. Yeah. Uh yeah. I mean there's rape scenes, but like I am in no way at all saying that this is okay, but the rape scenes yeah. in, this, in this movie are a little bit more tasteful than in movies. Like, let's just say I spit on your grave where the rape scenes are just fucking brutal. Like, does that make yeah. sense? Like, do I sound like I'm, it does. Yeah. Asshole no, saying they're, that? they're more, they're more tame. Yeah. They're more tame yeah, than like, the other ones you know what's happening without getting like the full on visual of, of what some of these other movies show. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah fuck it, man. I'm giving the quality a 10, 10 out of 10. I, I got to <laughs> complain about for the quality. <laughs> nice. So, okay. Yeah. What about you? All right. Uh, this is going to be the weirdest fucking rating ever. Because we have the exact same rating. No, we don't. I gave this story an 8 out of 10. I gave the quality a 9 out of 10. No, you didn't. But looking at my... Yeah, I'm not even joking. Looking at my <laughs> description, I'm like... As you're saying that, I'm like, fuck. What did I not like about this movie, like, quality-wise? <laughs> so... We have the exact same rating. That... That's a first. That is a first. I think so. That's awesome. Um, so for my story, yeah, eight out of ten. Um, I thought it took the like takes the revenge genre and kind of like brought it to a whole new level. Mm-hmm. Like the way it mixes drama, horror, and action. Like it, they did it really well. Mm-hmm. Like like the first act of the movie is really like a drama. Like it shows and a bit of horror as well. But it's more drama because it has the really deep score in it. Mm-hmm. Um, the action scenes, you know, the fights between them, and then like the horror, like the the horror scenes in it. Obviously, um, it makes you feel for the main character, but also um, 
you also know like when he takes it too far. Yeah. Um, I thought the script was really great. Like we've both said a couple like really lot, like good lines we've liked in this movie a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we've talked about multiple times, I feel like the movie could have been 50, 10 to 15 minutes shorter. Yeah. But like, I, it's not like a bad thing that's that long. It's just like, there could have been some things they could have cut out. Yeah. Um, and then like some of the other characters felt like got like pushed back back to the background like the main characters like a few of the cops like you don't really feel at all for the cops even though like it was his daughter to begin with yeah um but yeah that's pretty much the only thing and then for quality i originally gave it a nine out of ten but then after looking <laughs> at like what i wrote i just gave it a ten out of ten <laughs> so like exact exactly what you said like the cinematography and the score were fantastic like like the opening like 20 minutes of this movie I fucking love so much. Um and like we've said over and over again, the acting in this movie is fantastic, like by everybody, like yeah. especially the guy that plays uh Jane Soon, like oh man. Even the guy that played the cannibal, like he did a great job mm-hmm. and he's a fucking scary ass guy, man. Yeah. So honestly, like we've broken this movie fucking almost at two hours now. So um yeah, eight out of ten for story and a ten out of ten for quality. Awesome, I like it. All right, so we know what we scored it. Let's head on over to Rotten Tomatoes and see what they've scored it. The critics' consensus: never flinching during its descent into into depravity. I saw the devil is a pulverizing thriller that will give bloody satisfaction to audiences who like the revenge served with fiery rage. Oh. <laughs> Got me all hot and bothered with that one. Ooh. <laughs> um, I'm going to say the critics gave this a 93. Ah, I wish, dude. <clears throat> this movie was, it is certified fresh. But the critics only gave okay. it a, the critics only gave it an eighty one percent. Really? Yeah. I wow. say I say only like eighty one's not good, but it's not as high as I was expecting. No, me either. Wow. Okay. And the audience scored it an eighty seven percent. Okay. Okay. So the audience is a little bit closer to what we are. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, man. We ready for the scare section? Let's do it. Okay. So what did you give it for a scare rating? For a scare rating, I gave it a 6 out of 10. Um, It was gory. It was intense. And it was pretty fucking scary like like we've said countless times over this this discussion uh the main you know protag or uh, antagonist uh jane kuhn like he did such a good job at portraying that character even like the guy that did the cannibal like he was scary as fuck and yeah man like there's like a real life situation like you know he gets in a taxi and two guys are about to rob him like that can happen to fucking anyone man oh, for sure definitely 
And like, like we said, like this guy's a fucking bus driver. Yeah. So it's like, fuck. And it seemed like he was a bus driver to like an all girls school too. Like it was all girls on the bus. Yeah, exactly. Um, for my scariest scene, <laughs> I went with the jump scare at the beginning. Jump scare uh, at the beginning. So whenever the daughter is getting captured, like when she's broken down and she like flashes her high beams at the bus and there's like nothing oh. there. And then all of a sudden, like a, the camera zooms right over and Jankyun like jumps out and smashes the window. <laughs> Yeah, that actually I do remember that. That scared me and my cat so fucking <laughs> hard. Oh my god, I jumped so high during that scene. <laughs> um, and then what I survive, I put yes, like he only seems to go after women. But then I put like unless I get unlucky by the tax like the taxi driver, so like I don't know. It depends like on the scenario of how like this guy's like life played out. Mm -hmm. Like I think if he never got caught or anything like that, I would survive. But then it's like, if he was on the run like this, I don't think I would survive. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. What's about you? Uh, I give my scare rating a four out of 10. Um, Basically for what you said, like the, the gore and the kills are, pretty fucking crazy um and again like you said too like it's it's real life horror like shit like this can happen um uh-huh. it's not like a traditional horror movie it's more like a crime thriller with like a bit of like real life horror in mixed in with it but yeah. i mean it's still like very very scary concept to to witness and to think about for yeah sure. yeah uh, for scariest scene, I took a twist and I went with my grossest scene. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I went with. The, I think I know. Yeah. The Achilles heel. Fair enough. Because I was ready to fucking run out of my living room. <laughs> Just ugh, it was it was a gross scene. So yeah. bad, man. Like you said, it it brought hostile vibes for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And would I survive? I put myself like to answer this. I put myself in the event where I would have to like face off against either one of these guys. And I said I would absolutely yeah. not survive. <laughs> like, <laughs> both of these. That's a fair point. Both of yeah, these guys. Would I kill did. Me. Yeah, I didn't think about as uh, Kim Sue as the guy that could kill me. Yeah, I like that. Fair enough. All right. Are we ready for Captain Spaulding's trivia of Monsters and Madmen? Yes, sir. Howdy, folks. Got blood, violence, and freaks of nature? Well, then come on down to Captain Spaulding's Museum of Monsters and Madmen. <laughs> yeah, see the alligator boy. Ride my famous murder ride. Most of all, don't forget to take home some of my tasty fried chicken. Ha ha! It just tastes so damn good. Alright, dude. What movie are you putting up this week? So, I honestly had no idea what movie to pick, so 
I picked another one that I don't think either of us have watched. Okay. But it is um, 2017's It Comes at Night. I have seen it, but I'm very much willing to watch it again. All right. Cool. Um, What about you? I took a page from your book, and I'm putting up a movie that I tried to put up a while back and ended up losing. Okay. I'm putting up A a Quiet Place. Nice. All right. I dig it. Yes, sir. All right. You won last week. So how do you want to do this? Do you want to go first again or? Um, where? No, whoever you think has the most advantages. So I don't, I don't know. (laughs) After last week, I really don't know if the first question gives the person an advantage or not. Okay. Well, you, you, um, I'll ask you first. Okay. Okay. So we answered two of my questions. Shit. Um, but I got three left, so hopefully they aren't, uh, too easy or too hard. Okay. (laughs) All right. So the first one, what falls in the grate at the beginning of the movie? An engagement ring. Yes, sir. (laughs) I love how we are both like avoiding that question throughout the entire movie discussion. (laughs) I know. We were like, is she a a girlfriend or a wife or a fiance? Yeah. Like, what is she? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, there's one of my questions. All right. Uh, What body part do we see Jang cutting off in the opening scene? Uh, huh. I mean, fuck. I want to say one, but I don't think it's the answer because be answered that question kind of. I'm just gonna say arm. Which arm? I'm just kidding. I'm gonna her right it. her right arm. Okay, you got it. Anyways, perfect. <laughs> you got it. Nice. So I was going to say her ear, but I figured that was kind of too obvious because we kind of answered that. Yeah, no. We, he goes to town right. on her right arm. Yeah, because it was tied up, right? Yeah. Um, all right, one-to-one. When Kim Sue is searching through Jane's house, what does he find in his three drawers? Uh, he finds bras... Shoes. Are you talking about like multiple objects or? Yeah, there was three drawers with yeah, yeah, yeah. three different things. Yeah. So yeah, one yeah. drawer had bras, one had shoes. And the yeah. top one. Was it purses? You are correct. Fuck yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. This one's going to be tough, I think. Okay. What is the order of body parts to cut off? Um, like as Kim quotes, uh, Taiju. That question was... What? Re- <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm going to rephrase that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kim quotes Taiju at one point, like before, mm-hmm. like while he's attacking him. Yeah. And there's three body parts that he says in order that you have to cut off. 
what are the body parts hmm. and in what order? Fuck. I do not remember that at all. Um, I'm going to go with, I mean, arms, legs, and head. Uh, I'll give it to you. It's hands, feet, it? hands, feet, and head. Uh, okay. Aw, thanks, man. I mean, like, you did get the technical order right, so. It's all right. All right. All right, two to two. Yeah, and I'm at a question. All right, man. How are you? <laughs> I had five, <laughs> and we answered three of them during the discussion. Oh, or we answered we answered two during the discussion, and then one of them was your question. Oh shit! Um, I'll find. Some. All right, what number is on Jane's shirt after the hospital scene? Oh, like in the third act of the movie, what number is on his shirt? Oh, hold on. Fourteen. Uh, no, sir. It was 47. Shit. I knew it had a four in it. <laughs> yeah, because he's wearing like a soccer shirt or something. It looked like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we're tied still. Correct? Yeah. All right. I need to find a question. What are you going to do if you get it wrong? Uh, why is my internet so slow? Shit, right that's true. I'll have to think of something. Uh, okay, I think I got a question. Do you? I got one. I got one. <clears throat> Fuck, I wonder if we're going to have the same question then. <laughs> Just ask it. Well, it doesn't matter. I guess if you get it right, you win, so. Uh, when you see Jang eating rice out of his bowl, you can see the inscription on the bowl. What number is on it? The fuck? I don't fucking know that. Uh, it's a three-digit 13? number. Oh, three, oh, six, six, six. There you go. I mean, he totally gave that away, but I mean, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> uh... It's a horror movie. What three-digit numbers on the bull? And devil is in the title. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're I was, crazy. I was being too easy on you. You were. Okay, I'll ask you this question. If you get it right, then you win. What? Okay. Just because I'm being what a turn of events. I know. <laughs> um. What lights up the inside of Jane's bus on the uh, rearview mirror? I have no idea. A flashlight? <laughs> I don't know. No. It's a pair of angel wings. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I did see that. All right, well, you snoozy lose. gave you a fucking chance. <laughs> I appreciate it. All right, so we are watching... Well, it comes at night. It comes at night. Yeah. 
just like you. Cool, man. <laughs> uh, hilarious. <laughs> I know, right? Okay. So that's the end of the episode. Thank you for listening. Um, Thank you, guys. Before we sign off, if you guys want to find us on Instagram, we are at Podcast on Elm Street. Uh, if you click the link in our bio, you'll find links to our T Public account, uh, our Patreon account, our Discord page, server thing, uh, where we're starting to host watch parties. And uh, the last one was, I don't know, it was fun. It wasn't. Uh, yeah, we had fun. Yeah. It wasn't booming, but I mean, there's a few people there and we had a good time. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, we're still doing our Content Creators Corner, obviously. So if you guys are listening to this and you haven't sent us one yet, please do. Uh, we're looking for content for, or yeah, promos or clips or anything like that from any type of content creator. You don't have to be a podcast. Just if you create content, you want some extra shout outs or coverage or I don't know, getting your name out in the airwaves, let us know and uh, we'll do what we can. Yeah exactly and i mentioned our patreon account so i'll give a quick shout out to our patrons you better say dennis first because that was blasphemy last week oh fuck okay yeah dennis thanks for uh calling us out on our sputnik uh what's the opposite of knowledge (laughs) (laughs) dumb dumb fuckery there we go that's there we go Dude, we didn't even know where fucking Chernobyl was. We we're like, is it in Russia? <laughs> I'm actually like, I'm not bad at geography either. That's the fucking worst part. Like, like we play that fucking geography game. What's that called? GeoGuessr. Uh, yeah, GeoGuessr. Fun game, by the way. People check that out. Anyways, yeah. Um. So yeah, Dennis, thank you, uh, for reigning supreme in the Russian space knowledge. Um, next up is our boy Chuck from Chuck Goes to the Movies. This guy's fucking fantastic. Check out his podcast. He pumps out amazing episodes. Left, right, and center. We're going to be on one in the future. Not going to discuss what it is, though, but it's going to be a fucking banger. Yeah. Uh, next up is our buddy Josh, who is also a YouTuber who is trying to spread awareness for the War Amps uh, Foundation and the lucky finn foundation uh he's going to be coming on an episode with us very shortly where he can plug himself up a little bit better than we can hopefully yeah uh next up is our good friend jeff uh the commissioner to all of our fantasy sports teams a great friend one of our boys brothers from another mother um thank you for all your support we most definitely appreciate it uh next up is michael from the we love horror podcast uh he just uh well he has a new podcast coming out he does he does uh him and josh from the horror movie crew podcast are coming in with their own podcast um but yeah sorry michael from we love horror just released an episode on the exorcism of emily rose with tawny and felicia from two chicks and a horror flick um so again two amazing podcasts clashing together to create an amazing episode uh next up is anthony from porcelain peak 
you guys don't listen to Porcelain Peak, you are missing out entirely because these guys are fucking amazing. Great guys, great podcast, tons of laughs constantly. Um, they review anything from horror to sci-fi to, I guess, the odd comedy and true crime stuff. Like anything that you can think of, they're fucking all over the board, pumping out great episodes. Yes. And lastly is our good buddy Jacob, who was one of our first ever patrons. So thank you for always being there for us and always supporting us. We love you, dude. Yes, sir. And thank you all. That is a mouthful, man. I need to like get a pre-recorded thing and just slave it in there. <laughs> you really do. <laughs> all right. Next week, we're talking about It Comes at Night. Yes, sir. All right. Well, talk to you guys next week. See you guys later.